This is Dr. Mercola's review of RFK Jr.'s book, The Real Anthony Fauci. It was dictated December 14, 2021. A few months ago, Dr. Mercola partially gave in to the censors. At that time, he wrote, quote, There were times when many of my views I presented were criticized, but that's to be expected. That was one of the great freedoms we enjoyed. We could have different views, and we could speak openly about those views without fear of retribution. But we are now in a different time, a much darker time. The silence of free speech is now deafening. Not only is blatant censorship tolerated, it is being encouraged by the very people who were to be entrusted with protecting our freedom of speech. We're not living from the lessons we've learned before. Never in my life would I believe the sitting president of the United States call out 12 Americans in a McCarthyism-like attack in the United States. As you are aware, I was placed at the top of this list. The last week has brought a tremendous amount of reflections to me and a lot of unacceptable threats to a company full of amazing people that have helped me support you in this journey. By now, I'm sure you know that there was a recent New York Times article attacking me and it was one of the most widely distributed stories in the world. The article was loaded with false statements made about me and my organization. The report would be laughed at if it were to be submitted for peer review. The groups that created it are funded by dark money and operated by an illegal foreign agent. The press never questioned it, but ran with their orders from above. I can deal with the CNN crews that chase me by car when I bicycle from my home. I feel sorry for the people in media that have to follow the orders they are given. It's easy to dismiss these media pawns but the most powerful individual on the planet has targeted me as his primary obstacle that must be removed. Every three-letter agency is at his disposal, and the executive powers have grown beyond what an individual American's rights can protect against. A dissenter of medical mandates is now a target and an obstacle to be removed. I know, that's 25 years worth of blood, sweat, and tears coming down. I can hardly believe these words are coming out of my mouth. It's a testament of just how radical things have degenerated in the recent past. However, I will continue to publish new articles, but going forward, each article I publish will be available for only 48 hours and will then be removed from the website. We're at a crossroad where change is unavoidable. We all must make choices that determine our future. To many, this looks like a war. But what we need is to find peace. I'm going to find peace through this sacrifice. Just to be clear, all my content will be removed. This includes articles on The Great Reset, General Nutrition, The Coronavirus, my interviews with experts. These will be removed to appease the individuals in power who have an arsenal of overwhelming tools at their disposal and are actively engaged in using them. COVID-19 has activated and authorized emergency powers that have weakened our constitutional rights. Sadly, cyber warfare and the authoritarian forces are beyond our abilities to withstand, and this is now our only way forward. 
over 15,000 articles full of vital information that has helped tens of millions across the world take control of their health will be removed. There was a time when people could debate and respect each other freely. That time is now gone. I believe laws are best applied like medicine, locally and specifically. Local food, local democracy, our local community strength is the best way to achieve peace moving forward and to stop authoritarian technocracy. I also believe we are at our strongest when we can care and maintain respect for each other. This is how we can make our most important decisions in life. Again, I will still be writing my daily articles that I started 25 years ago, but they will only be available for 48 hours before they are removed. In this way, I hope to continue my mission to help you take control of your health, but it's up for, to you to download, share, and repost this content. I will not be enforcing my copyright on this information, so you may freely share it. Following is Mercola's commentary on RFK Jr.'s recently published book. He titled his blog, Who is the Real Anthony Fauci? Because of the importance of Kennedy's work, I am reproducing Mercola's article in whole here. Story at a Glance Robert F. Kennedy Jr. describes the coalition of sinister forces intelligence agencies, pharmaceutical companies, social media titans, medical bureaucracies, mainstream media, and the military that are using a health crisis to impose totalitarian control worldwide. Anthony Fauci isn't acting alone, but he's become a prominent face of the medical cartel and medical technocracy that is wrapping up in, that is wrapped up in obliterating constitutional rights globally. Big Pharma's infiltration of regulatory and public health agencies go ba goes back more than 100 years to the creation of the Rockefeller Foundation in 1913, which took control of the U.S. medical system. Fauci controls a $6.1 billion budget that he distributes to colleagues and universities to do drug research for various diseases, and another $1.7 billion that comes from the military to do bioweapons research. Fauci's NIAID conducted barbaric and illegal drug experiments on foster children. At least 85 children died as a result. Waking up to Fauci's facade is necessary to understand the orchestrated planned use of pandemics to clamp down totalitarian control. The article starts here. You can find all of the details in Kennedy's best-selling book, the Real Anthony Fauci, which contains more than 2,200 footnotes backing up its data. The truth is, Fauci, the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, NIAID, part of the U.S. National Institutes of Health, NIH, isn't acting alone. But it's be he's become the prominent face of the medical cartel, and medical technocracy that is wrapping up and obliterating constitutional rights globally. And as an authoritative medical guru and trusted advisor to six presidents, Fauci's words are treated as gospel, despite the atrocities he's committed. The next section is entitled Regulatory Agencies Turned Into Pharmaceutical Companies. Because of financial entanglements between pharmaceutical companies and the agencies that regulate them, 
Public health agencies in the U.S. have been turned into veritable pharmaceutical companies. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration, for instance, receives 45% of its annual budget from Big Pharma, Kennedy explains. The NIH, meanwhile, owns thousands of pharmaceutical patents, and the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention spends $4.9 billion a year out of its $12 billion budget buying and distributing vaccines. Quote, it's the biggest vaccine company in the world, Kennedy says. The NIH actually owns half the patent for Moderna's COVID-19 injection, which means that if the shot is approved and or mandated, it will make billions of dollars as a result. Quote, Tony Fauci was able to choose to designate four of his highest level employees who each got individual patent shares, Kennedy explained. They will collect $150,000 a year for life if the Moderna vaccine is approved, which it has been. Fauci's agency, the NIAID in particular, no longer looks out for public health, and Fauci doesn't either. His priority is pharmaceutical promotion. The next section is entitled, How Rockefeller Took Control of the Medical School System. One of the important parts of Kennedy's new book is exposing the connection of Fauci to Bill Gates and helping uncover how Gates patterned his strategy after Rockefeller. The information was so compelling that I had my team create the video above to put together the facts in the book into an easy-to-watch video so you can digest the material more easily. Big Pharma's infiltration of regulatory and public health agencies goes back more than 100 years to the creation of the Rockefeller Foundation in 1913. Just two years earlier, John Rockefeller's Standard Oil Company had been ruled an unreasonable monopoly and split into 34 companies, which became Exxon, Mobil, Chevron, Amoco, Marathon, and others. The breakup only served to increase Rockefeller's wealth, however, and the foundation he created under his name was deemed, quote, a menace to the future political and economic welfare of the nation, unquote. The foundation, in partnership with Andrew Carnegie and educator Abraham Flexner, then set out to centralize U.S. medical schooling, orienting it to the, quote, germ theory of disease which states that germs are solely responsible for disease and necessitates the use of pharmaceuticals to target said germs. Narrative in hand, Rockefeller nuanced the campaign to consolidate mainstream medicine, adopt the philosophies of the growing pharmaceutical industry, and shutter its competition. Rockefeller's crusade caused the closure of more than half of U.S. medical schools, fostered public and press scorn for homeopathy, osteopathy, chiropractic, nutritional, holistic, functional, integrative, and natural medicines, and led to the incarceration of many practicing physicians. The full story, including how the Rockefeller Foundation imbued its philosophy, precepts, and ideologies into the League of Nations Health Organization, which turned into the World Health Organization, can be found in Kennedy's book, The Real Anthony Fauci. The next section is entitled, Chronic Diseases Skyrocket Under Fauci's Lead. In 1984, when Fauci was appointed director of NIAID, 11.9% of Americans had a chronic disease. 
Contrast that to today when 54% are now suffering from chronic illness. Fauci doesn't talk about this public health failure, at least not publicly, but as Kennedy noted, it was Fauci's job to find out why autism, allergies, and so many other diseases have increased, identify the toxins causing them, and eliminate them. Fauci could have prevented the whole thing, Kennedy noted, referring to the epidemic of chronic diseases now plaguing, plaguing Americans. But instead of running a true public health agency, he turned it into an incubator for pharmaceutical products. According to Kennedy, between 2009 and 2016, 240 new drug products were approved by the FDA, and all of them came from Fauci. He had a $6.1 billion budget that he distributes to his colleagues in university to do drug research for various diseases, Kennedy said. He had another $1.7 billion that comes from the military to do bioweapons research, and that is why he had to do gain of function. He was locked into that. 68% of his personal salary comes from doing military bioweapons research that used to be called quote, dual use, unquote. The next section is entitled, Fauci has long promoted gain-of-function research. Dual use research is so named because it involves research on select agents and toxins that could either benefit society or destroy it, depending on whether or not it falls into the wrong hands. Fauci specifically spoke about dual-use research of concern, DURC, which involves 15 potentially deadly pathogens like smallpox and Ebola virus at a hearing before the Committee on Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs at the U.S. Senate, held April 26, 2012. DURC involves several, seven categories of research experiments, according to the CDC, which includes gain-of-function. GOF, and which may enhance the harmful consequence of the agent or toxins, among others. Because GOF and DURC can be used to make pathogens more readily able to infect humans, they pose major biosecurity risks. After the 2001 anthrax attacks, the CIA began pouring money into bioweapons research. The Pentagon was nervous about conducting such studies because it was prohibited. So cohorts funneled money to Fauci to do it, Kennedy said. Because he called it dual-use, quote, vaccine research, unquote, it was allowed to continue. Another moratorium was placed on the U.S.-funded GOF research in October 2014 after a string of concerning events, including publication of controversial GOF studies and high profile incidents at the U.S. biocontainment laboratories led to more than 300 scientists launching a petition calling for an end to GOF research. That moratorium was lifted in December 2017, but in the meantime, Fauci continued his controversial research by funneling money to the Wuhan lab in China, partnering with, partnering with Chinese military scientists and teaching them how to take bat coronaviruses and make them transmissible to human beings. Fauci was giving them millions and millions of dollars, Kennedy said, but the biggest contributor was the CIA and the Pentagon through DARPA. 
The three were all working in tandem, teaching the Chinese how to weaponize bat viruses. The next section is Fauci experiments killed at least 85 children. Fauci's sordid past goes back to the AIDS crisis, which is now being used as a template for what's happening during COVID-19 and the fabrication of past pandemics, including the Zika virus, for the purpose of selling pharmaceuticals and advancing totalitarian control. One of the most atrocious acts, however, included barbaric and illegal experiments that the NIAID conducted on children testing pharmaceuticals. Fauci got control of foster homes in seven states and turned pharmaceutical companies loose on these children, Kennedy said. Quote, the children were tortured. They did not have legal representation, which is illegal. They did not have guardians. You cannot put a child into a clinical trial in this country without a legal guardian. And he made sure that these kids did not have guardians. They were literally tortured to death. Many of the kids did not have HIV. They were just guinea pigs. The children who refused or were non-compliant were sent to Columbia Hospital and had feeding tubes installed in them so the drug companies could administer the drugs even when the children fought back. At least 85 of these kids died during the experiments. A graveyard was found in Hawthorne, New York, with a pit covered by AstroTurf carpet that had hundreds of tiny coffins piled up with the bodies of these children inside. Kennedy said, after New York, he took that roadshow to Africa and ended up killing many pregnant mothers and getting away with it. <clears throat> the next section is using fear to disable critical thinking. Waking up to Fauci's facade is necessary to understand the orchestrated planned use of pandemics to clamp down totalitarian control. One sign of the ensuing control is the deep involvement of intelligence agencies in the pandemic process, even though they're not health agencies. Kennedy explains, quote, the intelligence agencies and health agencies have developed these extraordinary techniques for using fear to disable critical thinking. If you look at the whole rationale behind this pandemic, all of these rationales collapse. Why are we mandating vaccines that don't prevent transmission? What is the possible reason? That's just one of the many absurdities of what we're doing today. But people who are subsumed in the orthodoxy, which is the product of orchestrated fear, misinformation, and propaganda, need to be woken up. Kennedy references the now infamous experiment conducted by Yale University psychologist Stanley Milgram in 1962, during which he tested the limits of human obedience to authority. The Milgram experiment was conducted following the trial of Nazi Adolf Eichmann, who used the Nuremberg defense. This translates into, quote, an order is an order. The Milgram experiment clearly showed that people would act against their own judgment and harm another person to extreme lengths simply because they were told to do so. What does this mean for the future if people blindly obey and submit to totalitarian control? Kennedy said, quote, I think this is historical jeopardy to humanity that we've never seen before. You know, the Black Plague and World War II are arguably rivals for it. 
But I would argue that this is the worst thing that has ever happened to humanity because the essential ambition of the totalitarian state is to control not just conduct, but self-expression and thought. And for the first time in history, because of the technological revolution, the capacity for totalitarian forces to literally control every aspect of human expression and even human thought is now unprecedented. The next section is waking up to the truth. In China, a vast array of facial recognition technology that claims to be able to read guilt on a person's face from a distance has reportedly already been deployed. This is pre-crime, Kennedy says, like the movie Minority Report. In such a technocratic world, however, unlike at any point in history, there's nowhere to run and nowhere to hide. Quote, in Hitler's time, you could run for the border, and there were ways that a certain number of people were going to escape. They were going to regroup, and there was opposition from other countries. Today, we have the situation where the U.S. military and the CIA are conspiring with the Chinese CDC and military scientists, developing bioweapons together and conspiring to lie to the public. We have U.S. federal health officials who are conspiring with Chinese military officials to hide truth from the American public. I would say this is Armageddon, Kennedy said. This is the apocalyptic forces of ignorance and greed and totalitarianism. This is the final battle. We need to win this one. And the final step for doing so is waking up to the truth. 